Before we start, I would like to read, I would like us to turn to our scripture in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version, so whatever version you have, let's all read together. Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready, come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants, and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he said, And he sent forth his armies, and destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both good and bad. And the, the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Well, I know that this month's topic is about the passion to Christ. And it's related. But I would like to start it usually when we start the period of Lent throughout Christianity, we become a little bit more religious. We become a little bit more serious. Is that? Because we began to think about the passion of Jesus. Actually, when I was a kid, Growing up in the country, we had traditions very backward back then. And I'm not proud about it, but I'm going to tell the family. Anyway. My grandfather, when we were growing up, would, uh, summer in the Philippines is March, April, and May. And that's when, back in the province, there's plenty of and we would like to find those trees. But whenever the Holy Thursday and Good Friday comes, He would not let us walk to those trees because He has us believe that we would, if we find those trees, we will stick to them and will not be able to come. 
of them anymore. So we were afraid to go out. They did anything there just doing that so we would stay in the yard. We were not allowed to play on Good Friday and Holy Thursday because my grandmother would say, What are you doing? Don't you know that the Lord is dead today? That's what we say. But I would like us to start with a party. And everybody likes parties, right? That's why we celebrate birthdays, anniversaries. Uh, even now in the Philippines, I don't know how it is in the U.S., but now in the Philippines, even the period of Lent, uh, Holy Thursday and Good Friday is not a time for parties. We go to the beach. That's what we people do now. So, everybody wants parties. Christmas and everything else. Almost every holiday we have parties. And that is our topic for tonight. And the party that we will be invited to, and everyone here is invited. Just like what our title says, you are invited to a party. RSVP. And everybody knows what that is. That's the French for Reformed Civil Play. Please reply. So, the party is indeed God's. So that's what we are going to talk about tonight. It is our wedding party that was prepared by the Father. Just like what our text has mentioned, our Father has prepared a wedding party for His Son. And this is like God the Father preparing a wedding for Jesus. Because He is God's Son. Now, who is the bride? We know, for those of us who have been reading, we know that the church is the bride of Christ. So everyone that claims to be a Christian is invited to the party. But we need that's why it's RSVP. And just like uh, this kind of wedding is pattern, just like the wedding in the Philippines. I can't talk about wedding in the US because I don't know how it is. But in the Philippines, weddings are planned long time before the actual wedding occurs. And of course, at the beginning, once we have talked about, maybe here tonight, my wedding, or we talk about it a year in advance, I'm going back to work to Diego Garcia, so when I come back, we'll get married. So it's a year in advance, we talk about it a year in advance. But in that period, you don't stay idle, especially for the bridegroom. That's why for those Americans who are single who are planning to marry the Filipinos, maybe it's a little different if you marry someone from the Philippines. It's different because the bridegroom has to go out and prepare everything. 
everybody in the neighborhood, she will tell that her daughters get married and stay next year. Something like that. So, before, before long before the wedding, it's passed by the word of God. And then, like a short time before the wedding, actually, then they start passing the, what do you call that? Letter of the invitation letter, the one with whatever it is in there, with all the sponsors and the flower girls and everything else in there. It looks pretty. Doesn't matter to me much, but I'm a guy and the woman usually is the one that cares very much about those. But that's just how it is. Okay. Now, what's the significance of that with our text? Well, God did the same thing back then. For his son's wedding, what he did? First, he sent his servants, just like what the king did. He sent his servants. And who, was, who are these servants that the king has sent to do the invitation? It is those prophets. Remember? God sent the prophets to who? Like I said earlier, at the beginning, The relatives were the ones that are invited. Relatives, brothers, sisters, cousins, and all that. Maybe close friends of the bride and the groom. They were the ones invited. Now, the same thing that God did. At the beginning, He sent the prophets. And were these prophets sent to the Philippines? Were they sent to China? Were they sent to the Middle East? Or some other places? No. At the beginning, these prophets were only sent for the house of Israel. That's what they were sent for. Actually, even Jesus, during Jesus' time, He said at the beginning of His ministry, remember Jesus only has lived on this earth for 32 years, but when He started His ministry for just a few years, He said that He sent for His nation. Israel. It is for the Jews, exclusively for the Jews. But if we have read our story tonight, remember those ones who were visited the wedding, what did they do? They started making excuses, right? One said, hey, um, I bought a farm and I have to check it. Another person said, well, you have to excuse me, I bought a box and I have to try them. Another one went to his merchandise, maybe his open a big grocery or department store or something that is got to go take care of it. Okay. Well, you were invited long before this wedding. You didn't even prepare for it. So, 
they start making excuses. Now, of course, the king is not very pleased with that. Because, remember, uh, and this is true in the provinces, especially in the provinces in my wife's place. Uh, during our wedding, I've seen people that I haven't seen in that place for a long time. There are people from Marikina, from Manila, from all over the zone, I think. And then they will introduce me, and this is who, this is who, this is this person, this, is this person. I never had an idea who they were. So if I see them, maybe they will recognize me, I will not recognize them. But that's just how it is. They did not make excuses. They actually prepared to go to the wedding. Now, in our text, people started making excuses. So, of course, the king is not very pleased with it. And so what happened? Because the king is not pleased, I would like us to open our Bible in the book of Galatians, in chapter 5, verses 20 through 21. Galatians 5, 20 through 21. Now, we'll, we'll go to Galatians 5. No, that's not the one. Okay. So they are making preparations. Send servants, and then, of course, they started making excuses. And so, the father was very upset. And just like those uh, those ones in the Philippines, they would be upset also. And. Now, I would like us to go into the book of Acts. Actually, I'll fast forward to the book of Acts in chapter 13 and verse 46. And this is how God reacted towards those. Because they did not heed the invitation, this is what God said. In Acts 13.46, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should have first been spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And that's how we have been included into that invitation. Because they have rejected the invitation of God, exclusively supposedly for them, for the Jews, for the nation of Israel, now God is not very pleased with His people. But the way has to take place. Just like what the text has said, the oxen is killed, the families were killed, 
everything for the money is forever. But people, these people reject it. And now, what do we say? Go out! Go out into the highways, into the byways, and then everybody that you see, invite them to the wedding, that the wedding may be first with Jesus. Just because they were disobedient, now we who are not Jews, who are not of the nation of Israel, the ones that they call the chosen nation, are now included in that invitation. And all we need to do is just let those guys. We have to respond. The French word said, responded simply, please reply. If we do not, it's going to be the same thing. But, well, so here it is. The invitation is extended to us. Now we are able to be the bride of Christ. Now I am included in that invitation. All I need to do is respond. But it's not easy. God has revelations, has laws, and he has requirements to, to enter into the wedding hall, to enter into the banquet hall, there are requirements. You have to meet the requirements. And of course, it is a royal wedding. It's not just a regular wedding like mine, but it's indeed a royal wedding. Now, what about the requirements of God? That you have to be clean. You have to be clean to be able to enter the world. Well, that she does are found in Galatians 5.20. Now, if we go to Galatians 5.20, 20, uh, Galatians 5.20 through 21. And it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are this, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, strife, sedition, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, rebellions, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, there is a problem. The son loves the bride so much, but the father has standards. 
The brother has to be clean and has to be God's standards. Now, a trial by law can be done, but every time the bride fails. Because the bride is a sinner. Now, the penalty for that is death. Well, how can you avoid nothing if the bride is dead? So the son decided, Father, I volunteer to take her place. And he did. He came down and volunteered to take her place. And just like this time of the year, I know we remember what the passion and agony that Jesus went through when he took our sins on him. He just took every sin, everything that I have mentioned that people practice. He took it upon himself. He who knows no sin has become sin for us. And then he has to die. He has to die the death on the cross. He knows that this is not an easy thing to do. And actually, there are times when Jesus may be, because he is human at that time that he was here on earth, had to think twice. Actually, uh, in one instance he said in John, in the book of John, Chapter 12, verse 27, he said, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, for this cause. I came, came I unto this hour. He could have done that, right? He could have said, I am troubled. And so I tell my father, Father, save me from this hour. But after that utterance, what did Jesus say? The next verse said, Father, glorify your name. Wow. He's afraid. Jesus is scared. Actually, he said, My soul is troubled. What shall I say? Hey, Father, can I just not go through this? He knows the pain that he will go through, he knows that he will be humiliated. Stand. Being bruised, carrying cross, being beaten. All that kind of agony. He knows that he will go through. And it is not a pleasing experience. He knows. That's why he's thinking about another kind of said something like that. Is Remember when he was in the garden of Gethsemane? 
What did Jesus say? He even said, Father, if it is at all possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus knows the pain that everybody is going to go through. But then after that, what did he say? Not my will, but yours be done. That's what Jesus said. That's how much the Son loves God. No matter what is going to marry, it doesn't matter if it's cost in his own life. And he will do that. And for us Christians, he already did it. Two thousand years ago, on the tree. That's what I Sometimes during Christmas, we come and pick the perfect tree. To me, the perfect tree was the one that Jesus had. That's the one that can save us. That's why when he did that, I'm not going to talk about the details of the passion and the sacrifice. You will know that, and some preachers might preach about that next week. But we already know that. And by the thing that he did in the cross, listen. And this is one good message for us all. I would like us to open our Bible in the book of John, chapter 12, verse 32. And it said, And if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This is the invitation that he sent. He was lifted up, and now we, who are not part of the first invitation, has been drawn to him. Now we have an opportunity. It's not automatic because Jesus died on the cross that every person on earth. It's not a question. No, that means that by what he did for the tree, that we now have an opportunity if only we would come, only we would respond to his invitation. He said, if I will, I will draw all you. That means now you will come to me. And you will be a guest in that wedding. You will be a participant in that wedding. Well, take note. That because we were not first invited, and now we are invited. Remember, I mentioned earlier that when in the Philippines first, the invitation goes by word of mouth and is everybody. And then, as the time comes closer, then they send the invitation 
card. Right? It's an invitation card. FaceTime invitation card. Welcome, the time is getting close, brothers and sisters. The card has been sent. Hear this. I'm holding one of them. Here is the invitation card for me. Have you received the invitation from the Lord? If you read this invitation letter, then we will find out that He indeed wants us to attend His wedding. Cards can send. That means that the wedding is soon gonna be here. When is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like what that movie said? Is it going to be 2012? I don't know. But God knows. All we need to do is be ready. Remember the parable, the ten virgins? There were like five wise virgins, and then there were like five foolish virgins. They were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And those five wise virgins fixed their lives and they made preparation, get ready for the arrival of the groom. Others just came easy, went shopping or wherever they went. I don't know what those verses did. But when the bridegroom comes, it was unannounced. And here, those five wise virgins went in with the groom. Those five foolish virgins. Just stay outside of the way of God. Another thing uh, I mentioned earlier about the importance of that dress that she will be wearing for a few hours only. Well, it's the same thing with the wedding that is going to happen in heaven. The bride will be dressed in one clothes. He will be dressed clean, spotless. How did that happen? Well, by what Jesus did on the tree. When he hung there, he carried all the filthiness, all the things that were listed in Galatians, all that he carried with him on the tree. And now we will be clean. How? First of all, how do I get that? Well, we have to acknowledge. We have to wear the righteousness of Jesus. So, when we enter into the wedding banquet, the Father will go out. As we are sitting in the table, Father will come out and see the righteousness of His Son clothing us. We have to wear the righteousness of Jesus. Back then, like, I read that back, back then in the road for royal weddings, Usually the host or the king or whatever it is would issue robes to the guests. So 
when you get seated in the wedding feast, everybody will be wearing the same robe. So you don't have to worry about what clothes you wear. Just come as you are. And then you will be wearing the robe. Just put it on and sit. And everybody will be in uniform wearing the same robe. It's the same thing with God. It's the same thing with our situation. It is the same thing that is going to happen with the way that we will be on. We have to wear the righteousness of Jesus. Not our own righteousness. We could have just come to that way wearing our own righteousness just like what this one person did. Remember at the end of our text where that one person uh, with the king Amaro and then that one person was wearing was not wearing a wedding garment one because he didn't even take the time. He was given this garment to be worn for that wedding. But he just, just disregarded it. Maybe just like what those first ones that were invited to the wedding did. He might have said, Oh, I'll just go in there and just. I am good. I have. My shirt, uh, iron, and my pants. This is my best dress. I'll come to the wedding. It will be good enough. But the king comes out, surveys the dining table, and finds out something unique. In one of the chairs, he said, Friend, why didn't you even bother to wear the garment that I issued? Just like, see, sometimes you can give somebody to be. To use for that certain occasion, you just did not bother to do it, sometimes it gets you upset. Even our company, when we are working, like if I am working at the terminal, attending to customers, if I am on duty, I am required to be wearing birds and robe. Right? Because if I am not the one that I am working for, that's just how it is. We have to wear the righteousness of Christ. In that way, people will know that we did belong to Christ. That people will know that we indeed are Christians. Because we have the righteousness of Christ in us. So when the Father goes through, through the eye, walks and checks for all the kids, he will be happy, he will be smiling, he will not be saying, What? You think you're good enough? Or do we think we are bad? We think we are good enough? If we think we are, then go back to the law. Check the law. See if you indeed are good enough. But I read from this invitation that I am not. It's up to you. I am not good enough to obey every law that's written in here because the requirements. Of the Father, I am not even able 
to the Father. I will fall. So I don't know about each one of us, but each one of It's going to be up to you. That's why you have to respond. That's why you have to understand you are invited to a power. Where power is set up by. It is up to us to respond to the invitation of God. And it is just like what Brother Brad keeps mentioning over here. Jesus is coming back soon. Remember, like I said, before the wedding, the invitation card will be sent first. Now it will be sent to everybody that is invited to the wedding. Before we go to the wedding, we have to respond. In that way, the Father will be expecting you. If we don't, we think we are good enough, we might regret it because it's like what the king did. Find him by the food and throw it out. There will be So tonight, as we begin the period of land, and as we remember our Lord today, I would like us to focus upon His invitation to us. Each one is invited. All you to respond. There is enough space, there is enough place, there is enough food in God's heart. All we do is enjoy it, but let us come and wear the righteousness of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we need us in Gentiles and not one of those ones that were first invited to the wedding. Father God, we just thank you for what your son has done in our lives that now you are one of those that are invited. I pray, Father, that we respond to your invitation and that you will come and receive Jesus and wear his righteousness on us. Thank you. This is our prayer. Jesus. Amen.